Podcast. Oh, dude, I'm just so stressed out and overwhelmed right now. Can't do it. You got to take over. Oh, well, it, uh, too much uh, podcast, uh, Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. And I don't even care who I am. Oh, Let's just skip it. come on. No, I'm not overwhelmed anymore because I took that break. Last week, I feel pretty good. That's my name good. Is, by the way, my name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I was feeling a bit overwhelmed and yeah. a little, little too much too anxious and so i took the week off uh, to rest and to just focus on family and focus on some other projects so you felt pretty pretty overworked yeah a little bit uh, i mean it wasn't that or, I, or overwhelmed overwhelmed is yeah. the right word i don't i don't feel Which like it's funny because the rest of us are underwhelmed around you yes yes because you do nothing no 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 is that what you mean no that's no that's what you mean that's what you, i thought you, you yeah you show up yeah and there's a lot of promise and, yeah. and pomp yeah and then, and then we're, we're, like, of, we're like it's like Wow. Ba-doo. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, ba-doo. yeah, I like that. <laughs> no, fireworks. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty underwhelming. Yeah, maybe you're a firework. Hey, uh, we're actually going to talk about this issue of being overwhelmed. Since I had the week off, you know, one of the things that I do is I kind of look at myself and I look at uh, what I'm going through and what God is teaching me. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to be the change, you know, in the world, be, you got to be the change. No, you said it wrong. Yeah, I know you, I did. You got to be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Oh, that yeah. prophet MJ. Yeah. Who, who that? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, okay. You got to start with the man in the mirror, Joe. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry. You know, he didn't come up with that phrase, by the way, man in the mirror. That's an old thing. So you just, you know, Somebody before MJ was talking about the man in the mirror. So, all right, we were going to talk about um, being overwhelmed, being overwhelmed and how people oftentimes will uh, find themselves anxious and overwhelmed as it relates to their work or their responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, an, there's a lot of different ways in which people deal with anxiety and stress. Um, sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's relational. Sometimes it's you know, chemical, biochemical. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're, we, we wanted to focus more specifically on when your vocation, when your job, when your responsibilities mm-hmm. begin to, uh, in some way, contribute to your sense of feeling overwhelmed when, what do we typically say when we're feeling overwhelmed with all the responsibilities? Uh, that I'm burning out or that there's too much on my plate. Right. Yeah. I'm too busy. I'm doing too much. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm burning up and burning out. And that may be true. Burning the end. What is it? Burning the candle for both ends. Is that, yep. is that a saying? Yep. All right. Good. And it's, uh, and it may be true and it, but it may not be true mm-hmm. and it does us good to think about it. So like when I was feeling, you know, overwhelmed, uh, Which recent, you had a lot going on. So, but yeah, but it wasn't like I was doing too much. It's just that there was so much happening and uh, and certainly I'd come off of a busy season, mm-hmm. but if, in my case, it was a bit more emotionally taxing. And so I found myself saying like, you know what? I have the ability to take a break and to rest so that I can be refreshed and get back to this stuff yeah, at yeah. 100%. That's what I was going to do. But let's talk about the two basic ways in which uh, – two of the basic ways. That's better okay. way to say There's it. probably others, but we're there just kind of focusing – Yeah, we're focusing on just these two categories. Two of the basic ways that people find themselves overwhelmed – Overwhelmed and anxious, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll 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 go first. I'll say that right. the the f- 
One of the big reasons that people are overwhelmed is not because they are overworked, but because they are underworked, meaning that um, they are disorganized. Uh, they do not have a good, uh, healthy schedule. They don't know how to use their calendar. Um, they are unprioritizing the various tasks and responsibilities and projects that uh, are filling up their their lives. And so in, in light of their disorganization and lack of prioritization, things aren't getting done. Mm -hmm. And so they don't feel like they can keep up with it. That is a way in which we can feel very um, anxious, but it's, it's an, it's an underworking of mm -hmm. our responsibilities. But then there is also this issue of laziness. Some people are underworked, meaning they're not doing enough. And it is because they are simply unmotivated to do mm. what they're supposed to do. And what I would say is that the feeling of being overwhelmed or anxiety that a lot of people in this situation experience is because they are unable to care for their responsibilities. So they know that they're supposed to be doing these things. They're not doing those things. And so what they're really wrestling with is a sense of guilt. Do you, do you, in now you as a guy that's in, in ministry, as mm -hmm. a guy who's in business, uh, how, how do you encounter or how have you seen, or what are your thoughts on this aspect of people being underworked and yet feeling overwhelmed? Yeah. I mean, I think part of it too, is along with that. Um, I think some people, uh, like you said, I think there's a, there's a sense of fear in this, right. Mm -hmm. And not like, I think fear of being caught fear. Like when you're talking about the laziness, right. And I think at least I'm thinking of myself when I know that I've been underworking and haven't been doing what has been tasked to me. Um, then I, I kind of get motivated by that fear of the, I, I'm going to be shown for the fraud that I am, or I'm going to be shown for the lazy, uh, how I've sat back in, you know what I'm trying to say? So, mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's the way I've kind of seen it in that way. I think other people, uh, because they actually feel guilty of it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they do. They, they, they don't know exactly how to, um, how to deal with the problem. And so they just kind of bury it down. Mm -hmm. So if some people are, are, are underworked, yeah. uh, what about people who are overworked? There's a lot of people who are, who are not lazy, yeah. right? They're, they're very active. They're very strong. Um, what's, oh, what's happening with the overworked? I think for, for people that are overworked, I think some people just are putting out way too much. They're trying to do everything they can. Right. Uh, and, and they're, they're working hard. They're, they're moving fast. And especially, I mean, I see it in the workplace. I've got, uh, I've got great employees, great employees. I mean, to the point where it's like today, you know, uh, I had replaced all the, uh, uh, anti fatigue mats for people that are standing, you know, uh, in their position. Yeah. And people were so thankful and appreciative. Right. right? And it's like something small like that, but th for them, it's like, because they work hard and they, they, they uh, they're going through this. I, I know my people are always working hard uh, to do their job. And so I think some people feel overworked because they're putting out way too much. Uh, they're, 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 there's no stop. Mm -hmm. uh, there's too little, or they're taking in too much, I guess. So, not only are they giving too much, but they're taking too much on. Right. Right. Um, they keep saying yes to things that they shouldn't be taking. They keep taking responsibility for things that they shouldn't be mm. taking responsibility for. And so as they're taking all that in, right. then they have to produce at a high level. Right. Um, and sometimes then that production 
the quality of it goes down. Does it? So like when I think of the underworked, I think disorganized because, uh, you know, uh, no schedule, no calendar, not prioritizing mm-hmm. well, no hierarchy of responsibilities. Are people that are overworked, do they have any struggles with uh, like schedules and stuff like that? Yeah, I think they, they have the exact same thing, right? I think that they, because part of it is if they, uh, if they knew their schedules or if they knew what their priorities were, then they would make better decisions uh, when these opportunities come forward. Right. So then they would know what to turn away and what to focus on and what to prioritize Mm -hmm. uh, and what to spend their time on. And that's actually a lot of my day. A lot of my day is spent on the floor uh, instructing people to prioritize certain things, you know, focus on like for maintenance, I'll tell them focus on the line that has 18 people on it and fix that line. And forget the line that's got two, right? right? Because those right in here, I'm paying, the company is paying 18 people to stand around. You need to prioritize and fix this first, then that. Mm. And I think that's where, you know, the, the, if you're not organized and you're not prioritizing, then you're just letting everything come onto your plate. And then you're trying to figure out how to, um, how to produce. Right. So people who are overworked, there's, you said too much output, too mm-hmm. much intake um maybe they're i mean i i, I know this for the, especially in, in ministry people like they will they'll do all of that but then there's also oftentimes just too little rest they won't take time to chill they mm-hmm. won't take time to to take they won't take a break v- break vacations uh a day off a holiday um and i know this is the probably awkward i know this is the, these are things you and i have talked about right, right. Mm-hmm. uh in the sense that it's i think for some, especially in the ministry, there's this feeling of guilt, um, this feeling of guilt of like, well, no, I have to keep I got to be doing this because this is what people are paying me for mm-hmm. in a sense. Right. I've got this calling uh, to to shepherd God's people. And so if I'm looking like I'm not really, you know, uh, that I'm not working, are people then thinking, what's my value? Or maybe people thinking, what am I doing with my time? And um, and I think also the church, though, is part of that. Uh, the church has unrealistic at times, unrealistic expectations upon um, the the leadership of the church, and so then then you create this culture where they're afraid to rest. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I, I think a lot of us do have the the sort of internal struggle about rest, not just in ministry, of course. It, it applies to a lot of people. Rest can make us feel guilty when, we, mm-hmm. even though we really which need I it. never understood. I I, yeah. I never feel guilty because you're always resting. Yeah, exactly. Even when you're working, you're resting. Oh, that's right. You're saunter I'm, through. You no, saunter no, no, I'm, on I'm, I'm through resting the in the joy of the Lord. Okay, well, we'll get to that stuff later. <laughs> um, and then I, I also think that you know people who are overworked are oftentimes just getting too little help. You know, they're not. They don't know how to delegate mm-hmm. or they don't want to ask for help or they don't want to accept help for a variety of reasons. Yeah. So some people, uh, it, it's their own fault for not receiving yes. it. Yep. But I think now everyone's going to assume this is them, but you're probably the former. Uh, there are a few people that because you take on so much, people assume that you're capable of doing it. Right. And so they just keep, they just let you go at it. Uh, but even then it's on you to say, I need help. Correct. Right. I would agree. Yep. So, and, and in this case, you know, the overworked are more likely to be dealing with pride issues than guilt issues, I think. Um, I think so. In, in many cases, not in every case. So what I did was I came up with um, with 10 uh, principles that I th- are helpful uh, for people who are feeling overwhelmed, right? And so, you know, as I was looking at my own life over the week, 
um, I, I basically was preaching to myself and saying, what, what do I need to do? How do I need to respond to feeling overwhelmed? And so uh, I listed 10 things here. Uh, a lot of these, uh, seven of these are just sort of common sense, mm-hmm. uh, common grace principles uh, that, great reminders. that people know. And then the latter three are going to be more directly Christian. You want to do one or you want to do two? Uh, I will take, you know what? I'm going to take one. Take I'm, I'm going to let you take two. All right, great. Thanks. Because then that one I can uh, point can out per- certain yeah, things yeah, mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Certain things that are on this wall right here. Uh, all right. So number one, Jimmy, what is our, <laughs> what is the, the first thing uh, that we want to encourage people to do who are feeling overwhelmed and anxious as it relates to their responsibilities, vocation, mm-hmm. job? Yeah. Work hard. You know, simple, plain and simple work hard, whether it's at home or in the workplace, uh, you need, you should be working hard because this is something that you are called to do and you're doing it to the glory of God. Right. Uh, and in that though, it's not just, I shouldn't say it's not just because that's the, well, should be our major thrust, but a byproduct of that is you're going to take pride. You're going to, you're going to have fine good joy. kind of pride. Good kind of, yeah. Good kind of pride in a job well done, um, in receiving a fair wage. That so you want to be working hard. You want to be giving it your all. Your Joe loves it hundred and ten percent. Can't give hundred ten percent. Yes, you can. You can. Let's Joe. I don't need you to do your best. I need you to do my okay, best. That's Adam Carolla's line. Don't take Adam Carolla's line. First of all, Adam Carolla. Mm, yeah, this is like. Yeah. So I like the idea of working hard. Um, I think we've all experienced this, right? When you're lazy and you're not doing what you're supposed to do, you feel guilty, you feel mm-hmm. off, you feel down, and it can get you into a spiral of being negative and and whatnot. Uh, but when you do your best, when you work really hard, you just feel better. Take you, pride in it. You do. Yeah, right? you want to show it off. You want people to, I mean, sometimes it can creep into like, you know, I find my value in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you got to guard against that, but you should be proud. You should be proud of a hard day. A hard day's work. Yeah. Um, And one of the things to keep in mind is that as Christians, when we're working hard in anything, we are not just working for our boss, right? Uh, People on one of the lines at your place aren't just working Mm -hmm. for you in theory, right? Um, They should be working for God. You know, every Christian is ultimately working for Jesus. We, We know that we work for his pleasure and for his glory, no matter what we're doing. So that will help us, I think, to work hard. Number two, work smart. Don't just work hard. Because you can work hard and be dumb about it mm-hmm. and burn out and not... Uh, yeah. And unfortunately, not I, think well. a, I think a lot of pastors do that. Sure. I think a they're, lot of pastors really, they're just spinning their wheels. Mm-hmm. And because they're not getting anywhere, they get frustrated and burn out because they're, they're working, but they're not doing it in the right way. And that's because I think a lot of pastors, um, and I'm sure this isn't, uh, this. I'm not saying this is uh, even a majority, but a lot of pastors wind up in the position because they are gifted in a few specific areas that are very relevant to ministry. Yeah. So maybe they're really good at preaching, maybe counseling. they're really good at counseling, yeah. but they don't know how to manage and they're not good at organization, systems, problem solving. And if they're in a small church without a, a, a lot of leadership to help them figure mm-hmm. those things out, they'll be on their own and they they will struggle. So by working smart, we mean... Learning how to prioritize uh, your, your responsibilities and tasks, uh, learning how to handle and maintain your schedule and calendar. Mm. And now, Joe, what? Yeah, you have I was on. I wasn't done. Let me no, just, no, no, just no, keep no, going. No, right no, 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 stop. No, no, schedule. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, Joe, mm-hmm. this joke works every year. Every year? Every It's been year. working every week on the podcast. <laughs> now, Joe, I'm looking yeah. right here at your door here. Mm-hmm. It says you have, you have a big uh, yearly calendar. Yeah. Now, is this calendar? Well, let's just look. It's up to date. 
Well, it's 2017. Yes, but it's blank because 2017. 2017. 2017. And it says what? What does it say at the top? Seize the year. Did you seize the year 2017? I don't remember 2017. At have all. you seized the year 2018? I might have. I might have just cleaned off the the board, the the calendar. Now I'm going to ask a dry you. It's erase board. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to ask you this, mm-hmm. Joe. Did yeah. you clear that board? It's clear. No, no. Did you clear the board? <laughs> uh. I don't know. I don't really remember. I, very I think well. you do remember. Yeah. Okay, so I never used it. You never used it. So, that but means, I got it on the wall. But it you got this in 2016. Uh, at the end of 2016, yeah, yeah, to prepare for 2017, it was ready to go. And I could. You even had the inspirational seize the year. I couldn't find a marker. Are you kidding? So Stop I just. It. I just There's a marker right on the other side oh, of this door. That's not in this room. It's just right on the. It's literally right on the other side of yeah, this door. Yeah, open the door. <laughs> you walk through that way to get in the room. All, right, all I'm saying is, is that some of us struggle with maintaining the schedule. Now, here's the thing: those of us that struggle with this um, learn this the hard way. Unless you know how to prioritize and maintain a schedule, um, you can't really effectively say yes and no to things. Oh you're, yeah, you're going to wind up saying yes to the wrong things and no to the wrong things. Yeah. Um, because you can't prioritize, because you're not prioritizing, you don't know what you should be doing. And if you don't have a schedule, and if you're not uh, maintaining your calendar, you don't really have the ability to leave room in mm-hmm. there for margin, for rest, right? Like I know a lot of places when you read like how to how to deal with anxiety in the workplace, a lot of them will say schedule 15 minute uh, breaks in between your your the sections of your calendar. Uh, of your daily calendar so that you have time to breathe, go yeah, to the buffer bathroom, zones, yeah. right? So, I mean, obviously it sounds like common sense, but if you're not calendaring things and, you're, and your day's getting full, you're no. not going to have it. And so all of that's really, um, all of that's really important, but it's not enough because this is what I, this is, I'm good at this. I'll get my calendar. I'll put together a tight schedule, mm-hmm. super tight. Yeah, you do really it's well at that. Perfect. It's I mean, fantastic. It's fl- near inspired. Oh yeah, by no, the Holy Jen's Spirit. Happy. Near. Your family's happy. It's the great. elders are happy. We're all like, wow. This Joe is, is good. On. Job. High fives Joe, all around. Joe is going to seize this year. That's right. And then what happens? Uh, you probably about. You know what? You start off really well, Joe. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. really do. But then, uh, about a month later, about right. And I'm, I feel like I'm being gracious. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> About a month later, the uh, the calendar's all out the window. It's all yeah. out of whack. It's not out the window. You don't check it. I'm not looking you, at you it. You don't it's, put things on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I stop reviewing. You stop. Well, I not, stop. Well, no, not only reviewing, you stop using. Yeah. Well, if I'm not reviewing it, if I'm not you're looking at it, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like, I look at my calendar app because that's where some of my appointments are. I like, but, hold on. Stop right there. Yeah. That's only where some of your appointments are. Right. That's the yeah. problem. Well, right that's there. what I'm saying. It's like I look at my calendar app because that's where some of my appointments are. That's what I, what I said. And, <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah. yeah. Where, where, are the but other, where, where are your other appointments? They're floating around. <laughs> they're just out there. They're just there. They're, they're somewhere. <laughs> and so, but my point is, is like because I'm not like, because I haven't taken the time to do like a regular, like, hey, end of the day, I better review the day and it, just take five minutes, review the day and review tomorrow. Yeah. So I know what's coming up. You know, mm-hmm. I know what, you know, uh, and then in the morning, review the day, review the day, prioritize. What are those yep. three things that you you need to make sure happens? Today? I got to do that. So that's where, that's what we mean by working smart. And it's like, for this is not, okay. This is something I do do. Uh, and it, once you get the routine, you can just say, this is something that you do. You don't have to say this is something that I do do. No, this is something right. that I do do. Okay. Um, while um, in the morning as I'm having my cup of coffee, that's mm-hmm. where I'm able to yeah. to take a look at it. And I think that's 
it like you said, five minutes, but it it pays dividends oh, yeah. throughout. Yeah, yeah, I've done that a couple of times. It's really nice. So that's what, but you just do it for just do it for that month, quote unquote month that you do well in, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see you're gonna continue on. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like work. Hey, um, <laughs> sounds like work. Yeah. It's it's work that will provide rest. All right. So number one, we work hard. Number two, we work smart. Number three, you got to rest and and read uh, like uh, like you got to rest regularly, so you can recharge. Right. Right. And it, when we say regularly, uh, because it, it's going to be different for people, but it should be consistent. It should yeah. be. Uh, I would even say maybe daily. Sure. Right. You should be taking time each day to just rest. I mean, think about it. You're, you're most. I mean. Government says you got to, you know, if you work so many hours, you get so many like 15 or 20 minute breaks or whatever it is. 15. You get, you get a, a, a 15 minute, 10 minute and then a half hour lunch. All right. So it's like, you know, you got to like, so you can see the government recognizes that like, you got to have some sort of break in your work day. Um, so we ought to know this, right? That you you need to put margin in there for you to rest. Mm-hmm. Now that can, that, that can be accomplished in different ways, right? Like some people can actually clock out and yeah. they go home and they turn their phone off and they're away and they're just home, just resting. Some people, a lot of people can do that. Yeah. Not I, a, not I a, can't. You, no, you cannot do I that. I cannot do you that. You have to be able to get that phone. Yeah, no, my phone and my my uh, iPad are with me at all times. So if you can't, don't say you can't unless you've really thought it through. Because a lot of you can't. A lot of you can. You, 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 like uh, even some of you pastors, I know you think you're on 24-7, but you can put your phone in do not disturb mode so that mm-hmm. only certain numbers get through. Like you can do some stuff. I respect that. I respect when anyone does that. I mean, personally, I, I do do that. I put my phone on do you not do disturb. That. No, I do do that. Uh, I put it on uh, do not disturb. And there's a, there's a list of people and I have a, a separate contact list mm-hmm. that uh, friends, family, uh, well, certain only there's some people. Yeah. I saw, on. I saw your, I saw your little favorites on your iPhone and I saw that Steve is above me in the order. Yeah. Continue. And the, the customer, like, uh, you know, uh, main customers are all on there and that's just the, the way it goes. Yeah, I think the the work thing and the rest thing have to go together. Um, you know, it, it, also I think a good a good thing to do is if you have the kind of job where you're using your brain a lot in a particular way, mm-hmm. uh, mix it up. All right, give your brain a break. Uh, maybe read a novel. Maybe watch a movie. Maybe play a video game. Yeah. Or if you're oh, what video game? I don't know. Don't oh no, no, games. let me. You don't play games. And I don't play video games. All right. I play Risk against myself. <laughs> I play chess against myself. Wait, like why? a genius. That's not genius. Nobody, because nobody can beat me. And you can't only beat, I can but beat myself. That's the best way. Yeah, only you oh, can beat right. you. Yeah. No, you can't beat anybody but yourself. <laughs> no, I beat, nobody can beat me. That's and, what I'm saying. And turn that around. Yeah. You can't beat anybody but yourself. No, no, I can beat everybody. No, how do you know? Because I've played them. You've played everybody? Yeah. That's you why played- I had to go just to play myself. Can I just now say what's going on? What are we talking about here? Oh, yeah. Brain breaks. <laughs> do the you know, do the thing. Like, play the game. But if you have, like, a really physically demanding job uh, and, and you don't have a, a job that's using your brain muscles, you might want to then uh, push yourself in that direction. Mm-hmm. Rest is going to feel different for different people. I think along that, you know, uh, you know, take take some vacations. We'll call that number four. All right. Number four. You got to take some vacations. Do the big rest. Oh, I love the big rest. I'm doing the big rest in July. Oh, I'm I'm doing it again in November. Wait, you got to wait all the way through the summer. You're going to go on vacation before I'm, November. I'm going. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to okay, go in the summer. I, I just don't know where yet. Yeah, okay. I haven't decided. Yeah, I think you already talked to me about it. I can't say um, this summer. Yeah, you think you mentioned something? I don't know where I'm going this summer. 
No, but you mentioned something. Oh, November. You could talk about that. I don't care about that. No, not November. Anyways, um, so you're saying take a vacation, big rest, right? And mm-hmm. this is this is good because it really gives you time uh, to recharge in a different way. I, you know, when I can, I try to take the two weeks off together. Um, and the two weeks, like I try to take two weeks off together, mm-hmm. uh, because it takes me about a week to finally calm down and stop to s- just stop thinking about it. And then mm-hmm. I got a week where I'm actually, that's funny, man. It takes me like three hours. Yeah. And you're just in the zone. I'm in the zone. Yeah. Once I, once I touch down, I'm out. Yeah. See, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm high strung. So that's just, uh, you I don't what? saunter. No, no. A few margaritas no. and you'll yeah. be nah. unstrung. Nah. nah, that doesn't work. Hey, um, Let's say number five would be exercise. Now, uh, well, you I, and I, I, you know what? No, as the as the room expert, mm-hmm. I will allow you to continue. Well, let's just say that Jimmy and I obviously are not the ones. Well, why are uh, we saying obvious? Because obvi- why, why, why because remember be that obvious? guy? Remember the guy that left a big long comment on our videos? How we saying how we were both these fat slobs? Remember that? I'm not until now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We know that we need to exercise. And we're not coming at you as experts. We're just saying these are things that we know are true. Mm-hmm. Now, as guys who have worked out in the past and... Uh, it felt good that one time. Yeah. <laughs> so I do remember I, I used to run a lot. I ran uh, many miles every week, almost every day. And um, that was really good for me because it not only gave me uh, you know, an hour away from everybody to just be by myself, but it clears my head. It allowed me to expel a lot of energy mm-hmm. to work a lot of things out um exercise is good for your soul for your brain and obviously for your body you want to be strong and have energy you need to work out number five that's a no-brainer number six you want to wake up early and go to bed tired and this is going to be different for uh for everyone right, right. yeah we're not saying you have to be up at 2 a.m or 5 a.m or whoever knows you know everyone's got people putting their they put it on instagram yeah. whatever time they get up reading but yeah, it doesn't. But early, for you, it's going to be different. But early just means get up earlier than the minimum that will allow you to start the start the uh, morning most right. essential part of your day. Like you want to get up early enough to have time for yourself, mm-hmm. um, and we're going to talk about what some of that might look like. But also um, to accomplish things that you wouldn't be able to accomplish if you didn't get up early. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, earlier will give you more time to do what you need to. You don't, most of you don't need the time at the end of the day as much as you do at the beginning of the day. There's a lot of exceptions to this rule. No, 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 no. That there is no exceptions. <laughs> I'm telling you right true. now, the most important part of any day is the first hour. Just the same as for any time you walk into a, uh, into a business, the first hour is the most important. That's the first hour. So you know, we say wake up early. And go to bed tired. Like, you know, Ben Franklin said, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. Yeah, early uh, bird gets the worm. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, a rotten apple uh, doesn't turns fall far from, from the, the orchard. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it goes. Yeah. Um, clock is, uh, a broken clock is right two times a day. These are all these are all very good proverbial sayings that mm-hmm. you are um, collecting from various parts of uh, American culture. You're welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm glad, I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Um but we're saying it different because in my experience and from what I've read, uh, waking up early is good. In fact, usually for people, waking up at the same time every day is pretty good. Oh, I love but, waking up. But going to bed, uh, it, the most important thing about going to bed is not going to bed early, but going to bed tired. If you go to bed too early, you might just lay there and be frustrated and you're not getting anything yep. done. But if you go to bed tired, that 
will usually encourage you to go to bed before you would otherwise, because mm-hmm. you know when you're tired, and uh, it'll it'll afford you more sleep. So go to bed tired, wake up. Early. I like that, Jimmy. Uh, number seven. If you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious as it relates to your work and your responsibilities, identify and eliminate distractions. Now, um, you should be able to figure out with some you know, careful thought uh, about what you do and why you do things. Mm-hmm. You should be able to identify the things that you do or the things that come into your world that stop you from being effective and productive. Yeah, it's not like, I mean, listen, I know you think that that individual is your world you know, uh, but some people are distractions. It's it's rare when the Joe meets the foe. That's a that's unicorn rareness. Exactly, and yeah. the world is a better place for it. Yeah, and you listen. You do not have the Joe foe. No, out there you don't have the Joe. We have the Joe. So we are the exception that proves the rule. Exactly. Okay. The distracting that we conduct right. is beneficial and glorious. To and, God. And, and it is constructive and, and profitable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we're excusing ourselves from this rule. That's why we can FaceTime when we're on vacation. Exactly. Romantic getaways with our wives. Uh, Sabbath. Yeah. Va- Michelle whatever. loves that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. no, baby, I got to FaceTime Joe and let him see the sunset. Yeah. J- Jimmy, Jimmy and Michelle will be at the Louvre. Uh, they'll be in- <laughs> <laughs> We've done <laughs> And Jimmy will be like, Jimmy will be like Hang on, sweetie. Hold on, sweetie. Hold on. Wait, wait. I got. I got to get a fi- a picture of us with Joe on Facetime while we're looking at the Eiffel Tower. It's like I'm there. Um, but identify and eliminate distractions, right? And most honestly, most commonly, it's social media. Yeah, uh, it's one of the big ones. In fact, if you read uh, current articles and thinking on. On this particular issue, social media is one of the big ones you need to eliminate. And and part of the reason is because not only is it a time suck, it's easy to get sucked in and you just go down the rabbit hole and now you're not being productive, but it can also impact you and it frequently does impact you negatively Mm. by either making you angry or bitter or jealous or sad. Yeah. And uh, you may not even be aware that it's doing this to you, but social media has this impact on a lot of people. So. Kill social media when you're trying to get stuff done. Yeah. Turn it off. Don't play with it. Look at it later. Do it. At Turn a off your time. notifications. Yeah, I don't listen. I'll tell you what. I have no notifications that come through on my phone as it relates to anything social media mm-hmm. because it's way too distracting, and so um, I just don't have them. That's why I have to go on and check to see who has said something to me, yeah. and that's why I miss a lot of stuff. But I have to do it that way, otherwise I'm just swelled up. And along with that, I would even throw in email. Right. I think uh, you like to schedule the times. For I schedule email. the times. I, I don't like getting notifications about my email. Mm. Uh, there's certain people that there's always comes through uh, and I get an alert for that. But uh, for pretty much everyone else. No, it, I like to schedule it because you're not going to handle it right there. It, you're going to you're going to open it. You're not going to, you know, go through it. Um, and you're going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens to a lot of people. That's why they don't really respond to emails as, as effectively as they should. Right. But if you schedule the time and say, here's the a one hour, two hour slot that I'm going to go ahead and go process my emails, um, then you're able to focus, get it through. And you're not going to sit there anxious because if you're not going to go through it and you see the preview, then you're going to start to think it's just going to start messing with your head. And there's no real point to that. Yeah, I know it'll dominate my thoughts and distract me or it will stress me out yeah. and, and I can't do anything with it. So, so just yeah. schedule it so that you'll handle it all at once and just be done with it. But I always look. I know. I always look. I shouldn't do that. No, I you really, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I've said it to you multiple times. I've never heard that before. No, First time I'm hearing that right now. Um, and also in terms of identifying and eliminating distractions, uh, this can be a lot of different things. We're just mentioning one social media. I'll mention one other people, people. There are some people that you just need to not engage. And whether mm. that is through things like email, uh, or whether it's somebody in the office man, or someone at, at, 
the cigar lounge. I mean, just whatever McCoy Pond is around. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, that's the real McCoy. That's what we say. Uh, you, there's certain people you need to eliminate because they're just going to take you in the wrong direction, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've, you've heard the, the expression, bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah, that's in the Bible, yo. Mm. Uh, and so it actually does have a negative impact on you. Watch out for those people. Uh, what about number eight, Jimmy? Uh, this is when we're getting into the Christian stuff here, eight, nine, and 10. Yeah, I mean, number eight, I, I think it's really, really important that you plan and pro- prioritize your time with God. Uh, I think... Personally, you do, do th- good with this. Well, don't say that. I don't know if I do good. I, I can say it. You well, can't say it. You can't go, oh, I'm awesome. Uh, yeah, go, I know. can say you do good with this. Well, I mean, I am a, I am an elder now, Joe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it took me two years. Uh, two and a half. Two and a half. It might have been three. Um, but no, I think it's really important. You got to plan and prioritize your time with God. So your, uh, your daily time in the word, your daily time in prayer. Uh, personally, I find the mornings to be the best for that because yep. uh, I I, I won't do it. I, I, I just, I, I'm less likely to do it throughout the day for my wife. Uh, she likes to do it. I think, yeah, mid morning kind of works best for her. And, um, but I don't so, understand that. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. I don't, but I, it, and I think it's wrong. Personally, I, just, yeah, I think I she's you. sinning. <laughs> I've called you her. have to do it in the morning. <laughs> I've called her to repent. Got to put on our Pharisee pants. To, you know, really <laughs> but yeah, I, I prefer the morning. Uh, and that's just because as the day goes on, um, I'm, I'm getting tired and tired. And by the end of the day, I'm just not, I just want to sit, relax, um, and, and maybe read something else. But the other part of it, though, is that uh, Joe likes to, Joe has mentioned this uh, often. Um, you might not always be be in the word, but the word will be in you. And so uh, there, there. I think this is an opportunity that as you are in the word daily, that throughout the day that the word is with you and you're able to, as we've discussed in our, uh, the ransom Bible study method, you're able to meditate on it throughout the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, and so there's been, there's been many times that uh, I'll be in a situation or I'll be in a meeting or I'll be in a conversation with someone and uh, by the spirit, whatever I read the, that morning or a couple mornings before um, will pop up and it'll be something that that fits or it's something that that uh, convicts me or encourages me mm. um, in that moment. And so uh, I, I I prefer the mornings. Um, I think it's I mean, as, a, as it's a good I think if you can do it in the morning, we encourage people to do that strategically. But no, I don't have to. Um, and I like the idea of saying we plan and prioritize our time with God because it's not just a morning thing. This is a which hopefully it's a, it's a concentrated period of time at one point, but then it's throughout the day, like you said, meditation and prayer. Mm-hmm. And so this is where God will speak to you through his word, right? He speaks in his word. And this is where God will bring things to mind. And he uses these means to comfort you, to strengthen you, to strengthen your faith, to bring things to mind that you need to deal with, which leads us to number nine, repent. Most of the time, our our anxiety and our sense of being overwhelmed has at least a touch point to sin. It doesn't mean that you are sinning just because you're overwhelmed and because you're anxious. It does not mean that at all. But it usually affords us the opportunity to look at some things that might be causing us an angst of soul. And wherever necessary, we should repent. If we repent, uh, we have the assurance that Christ uh, cleanses us from all unrighteousness, Mm -hmm. and uh, we are reminded that we have peace with God. We can restore an experiential communion with God through repentance. Uh, Repentance is a key thing that we should be doing on the regular, every day, Mm. wherever necessary. And uh, I have found that I am 
doing better, feeling better, and moving in a better direction when repentance is a priority. And I think finally, number 10, uh, give thanks. With a, with a grateful heart. With a grateful heart, with a joyful heart, with a sacrificial heart. Uh, get you, we want to give thanks um, for, for really, I mean, the providence of God in our lives, right? We don't deserve what we have. We don't deserve the vocation. We don't deserve the family uh, that we have. We don't deserve the grace uh, and mercy that God has shown us. Uh, really, we should be giving thanks for these things. And we should be giving thanks for, for the opportunity um, that we have to walk with our Lord and to um, and to proclaim Him to a lost world. Yeah, I know that whenever I'm, and whenever anyone, I've noticed it in me and I've seen it in others. When we're thankful, we're happy. I've never seen that in you. Well, no, because I'm never, I'm never happy, so you've never seen thankfulness in me. No, I've seen you give thanks, but never happy. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, oh. yeah. So you've seen me thankful, but never happy. That's Correct. because my happy face looks sinister. I, my, that is my. That is is happy this your happy face? face? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, that's what that's what you get. <laughs> why'd you smile? <laughs> Jen was like, "Why did you? Why are you always frowning?" I'm like, that's just my look. I don't know. <laughs> Not trying to do it. This is my happy face. Um, yeah, people who give thanks, people who are thankful, are happy. They're mm-hmm. joyful. They're grateful, and so appreciative. Uh, cultivate that, and you will do better. So there's a lot that can be said about anxiety and feeling overwhelmed. Uh, too much to say. We're not experts. We're just talking about what we have seen and what we've experienced mm-hmm. as it relates to um, anxiety and this feeling of of being overwhelmed as it relates to your current responsibilities, and two of the big reasons that people wind up feeling that way, being underworked or being overworked. Um, In in either case, we have found that these 10 uh, principles are true for the Christian. Hmm. So, uh, but I would be interested to know what our listeners are doing to cope with their anxiety. We we talked through this stuff at Leadership Lab recently um, here at Redeemer, and there was a lot of good input, what other people do and how they Mm -hmm. uh, maybe unpack some of these things specifically or add to them. If they want to engage in the conversation, Jimmy, where do they go? Yeah, you can uh, follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, drdevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday, blog posts on Wednesdays, video content on Fridays. Later. Later.